Hey friends, I'm Emily Jordan, and this is Emily Jordan Radio. My work is all about helping women feel like the fullest, most badass versions of themselves. Because I think women are pretty great, and the world is pretty great when we show up confidently as who we are. I lead online group coaching programs for girls and women. I'm a women's personal trainer, and I also work one-on-one with women to help them discover who they are, help them like who that is, and then help them fully embody that person in all areas of their lives. This podcast is a collection of conversations, solo episodes, and short meditations in hopes of providing you with authentic, fun, relatable, educational, and inspirational content to help you become the fullest, most badass version of yourself. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. Hello again, friends. What's up? I hope you're well and healthy and happy. Um, And in the unfortunate case that maybe you're feeling a little down or just out of it today, given all of the circumstances of the world, I hope that this episode cheers you up because it was just so fun that I had to record it twice. (laughs) Actually, today's guests are two ladies who I have hyped up so much before, mostly on Instagram and in real life too. But because number one, they're just badass women in general. And number two, because... We recorded this episode in April. It is now late July, almost August. Um, We recorded it in April via Zoom, and the audio quality was just something I was not very proud to upload. I just wasn't really familiar with how to do long-distance recordings. Um, I didn't want to upload something of mediocre sound quality and detract from the quality of the conversation, so... I bribed these ladies with some donuts to sit down and have this conversation again. So here we are. Honestly, though, um, Anna and Amy really required no bribing. They were super willing to sit down and chat with me again. And I'm so thankful that they were because their perspective and the things that they have to say are not only super interesting, but they're super valuable and powerful. And I know that somebody is going to resonate with at least one thing that they have to say. A big reason that I'm really excited to have Anna and Amy on the podcast, and I will properly introduce them soon, but a big reason I'm excited to have this on, have them on the podcast today is because of something that I've said before, and I'll probably say several more times, which is as much as I love what I do and value my own work and my own story and my own perspective, I still recognize that it's a very singular perspective, right? Like it's just mine. It's the way I see things, the way I word things, the way I explain things and all of that. And so I think that the more people we can hear from, um, the more women who can share their perspectives and the more guests who can offer a different way of looking at things, the better. Because not everyone's going to identify with my story or my approach or the things that I relate to or I'm about. And that's why I love having different types of people on. And I also think it's important for all of us to remember that while we are so different and we come from different backgrounds and we have different stories and different passions and motivations and all of that, we're all also very alike. As different as Anna and Amy are from me in terms of our personalities and what motivates us and what we like to do and who we are, you're also going to hear very familiar thoughts and ideas and struggles and victories that all three of us have in common, that all three of us have faced and gone through in life. And so I think this is a really cool message that we all need to be reminded of as women. We're all different. We're all unique. 
an individual, but at the same time, we all want the same things and we all struggle with mostly the same things. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Anna Toole and Amy Peduto, who are coaches at a local martial arts gym here in Charleston called Charleston Muay Thai and Boxing. And we will definitely talk more about their gym in the podcast. They are both also seasoned competitive fighters, meaning they've competed in Muay Thai and or boxing matches before, but they also train, coach, and work out right alongside all the other members at their gym too. And I wanted to have them on to talk about why martial arts has been valuable to them as women, how fighting and training in Muay Thai has impacted their confidence, why they believe this sport is powerful for women everywhere, how being a competitive athlete has impacted their body image and their relationship with food, and also to just learn more about the sport itself, since I am not very well versed in martial arts at all, as you will see in the episode. I did join a boxing gym at the beginning of 2019, which I'm no longer a member of, um, just to try it out and explore a new way of moving and exercising. And that is where I met Jeff, who is the common thread between Anna, Amy, and I, and who was also on the podcast previously as well. So definitely check out his episode if you haven't already. I will link it in the show notes. Um, But there's a huge difference in boxing on a bag and boxing or in the case of Muay Thai, elbowing and kneeing and kicking and all that on a human holding pads for you. So we'll talk about that in the episode, but that is what Anna and Amy do at their gym. They do also offer bag classes, but a lot of what they do is person-to-person training and combat, if you will, which is super powerful, and we'll talk about that. So I learned a lot here. It was a really fun conversation. It was really powerful. Lots of really interesting stuff. I'm super grateful they were willing to record it again with me. So without further ado, here are Anna Toole and Amy Peduto. Okay, we're back. Since there are two of y'all can, it'll be weird, but can you just say your name so that we know whose voice is whose voice? Sure, I'm Anna. (laughs) Amy. Okay, perfect. And then let's start with the very basics. Tell us what Muay Thai is and then also how you got into it because it's kind of a random sport for a lot of people. Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. So imagine boxing, you're using two of those, your two hands. And then kickboxing, you're adding uh, your two legs. And then Muay Thai, you're adding your knees and you're adding your elbows. And so the sport of Muay Thai is just you know, ultimately, if you're fighting to see who can get knocked out, but um, some people fight for points. So who can land the most kicks, who can land the most cheeps, elbows, knees, um, all that good stuff. I got started um, actually at Title Boxing Club. I trained there for about probably like six months before I met Jeff Grady, and he introduced me to Muay Thai and the rest is history. And then like, really you just started going to a boxing gym the way anybody would go to a boxing gym like I mean my introduction to it was same thing like oh I just want another way to work out I'll try boxing like that was it um well at title boxing club it's a trainer is telling you combinations to hit on the bag and um I wanted a little bit more than that and so rather than hitting combinations on a bag um when you're training you're working with a partner and your partner's holding pads or mitts and you're working those combinations with your partner and then the more advanced step is to take away the pads and the mitts and now you're working those combinations with gloves and shin guards 
Okay. And you never go to the ground in Muay Thai? Uh, you can be swept. Accidentally. Yeah, I mean, okay. you can be swept, uh, and that just means someone, like, catches your kick and trips you and you fall. Okay. But, no, the majority of the uh, the work stays on the feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, Amy. Well, I took a fitness boxing or something in college mm-hmm. just for credit, and I was like, oh, that was fun. So when I moved here, I was looking for a fitness kickboxing. Okay. And they were actually just opening title boxing in West Ashley, the new one, Okay. Um, like right by my house. And I drove by it and I was like, oh, perfect. Exactly what I was looking yeah. for. So I signed up there, did it for a year, and then was just bored of the bag, just okay. standing there and doing okay. the same thing. And Jeff had moved to that location. He was Jeff's like, just recruiting um, people. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, so I mean, you're welcome to come to the fight gym where we all train and fight out of and see if, you know, that's you more your speed. Do you think he saw you that, like, you would be a good fighter? Or was he just like, I know you're into this? Like, is there something you could see in someone where you're like, you can fight? Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was just like, yeah. <laughs> nobody thought. Yeah. But I would say we definitely both started it as just like a fitness yeah. cardio thing. Okay. And then it just developed into so much more. Mm-hmm. We're both just competitive. Yeah. And get that's what I was going to say. Do you so. have... Do you have, like, a history of competitive sports? Like, did both of y'all do competition stuff growing up? Oh, my gosh. This is, like, a new level of competing. Like, fighting is not, like, a group. Like, oh, I'm going to go play baseball with a bunch of people, you know? (laughs) No. Definitely not um, intramural kickball. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So are both of y'all just, like, naturally competitive people? Oh, yeah. I'm the most competitive person ever, for sure. (laughs) I grew up playing all the sports. Um, I played college soccer. And then when I was... When I graduated, I honestly got bored making my own workouts, and so that's why I started at Title. Okay, okay. So. Nice. Okay. I'm just competitive, but not for any good reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no. grew up with brothers, like, yeah. I played probably every sport, but, like, mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was never, like, any high level. I feel like also, too, we were talking about this the other day, as an adult, it's always hard to find, like, recreational activities. Yeah. You know, you always have to be like, mm-hmm. adult soccer, adult tennis, mm-hmm. or, like, group stuff so this is kind of a nice thing to get into as an adult because it's independent you know yeah. but also, I tried kickball and I hated it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, everybody loves this kickball in Charleston <laughs> I tried it one season yeah. I went to about two games and then I was like I'm busy <laughs> would you say that y'all particularly like enjoy the individuality of this sport because you're kind of in a team and you train with a group of people but super one-on-one when it's like time to fight you know yeah I would say the only time you're really by yourself is when you're in the ring about to fight. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the other times, your team's with you, you know, warming you up, training with you, yeah, dieting with you, sauning with you, so yeah. you're really not by yourself until you're in the ring. Yeah. And even yeah. then, you hear the people in your corner, so. And that's not nerve-wracking to just be like, everybody eyes on you while you, like, potentially are getting the shit beat out of you? Oh, no, it is. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> oh, it is. That's the worst part. Yeah, because I like, feel like, too. So I can do this. Yeah. Like, any old day, and then yeah. you're like, now everybody's watching me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, as a girl, a lot of girls don't like all eyes on them. They don't want people looking at them. And this is, like, you don't get to hide in the team of, like, a mm-hmm. group of people, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Okay, so what do we mean when we say martial arts? Because I will probably be interchangeably saying Muay Thai and martial arts just because we'll be talking about them as a collective. Mm-hmm. But what, like, falls under martial arts umbrella? Everything. Everything? <laughs> all, like, all the fighting. All the fighting. Um, probably all the combat sports, mm-hmm. all the... I Even only like, I literally only know like boxing, so like Muay Thai, karate, kickboxing, oh, karate, taekwondo, taekwondo. Yep, jiu-jitsu. I mean jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Okay. 
judo. Wrestling. Judo, wrestling. And did y'all have any martial arts exposure before this? Absolutely. No. Literally came no. in cold and now we left. I did one okay. karate class when I was a kid and I was like, Mom, I want to do this. And she was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the extent of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that the outside impression of martial arts in general is that it's really aggressive, it's masculine, and that girls who do it are aggressive, masculine, angry, bossy. Like, girls are going to get a different rap doing martial arts than men, right? So you guys are super strong, like, women physically and just, like, strong women. How has martial arts helped that for you guys? Helped you become strong women? How does it help you, like, embrace your masculine but also be a woman? All that kind of stuff. Well, this is this question is really deep, but <laughs> yes. I'll try my best. You can um, say you can go as deep as you want. So Muay Thai comes from the country Thailand, um, and that is how the men used to like defend their country is through Muay Thai. So okay. when they would like battle the men, that's that's what they did. They didn't mm-hmm. have guns, weapons. They used their body, and so men have been fighting Muay Thai for thousands of years, and women have been only allowed to fight and train Muay Thai for probably like a hundred years. So women in martial arts and in Muay Thai is a very new concept. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that makes our gym so different is because we probably have half, you know, Mm 50-50 men men to women. And that didn't just happen that I'm sure Amy and I played a huge part in that, Mm -hmm. but martial arts, you just, it teaches you so much about yourself. Yeah. And sometimes, as women, we need to we need to be reminded of those things that mm-hmm. you don't normally get in soccer or yeah. running yeah. or any other sport. Um, so some of the things I've learned oh, that's hard. A lot. It can be anything. I mean, yeah. honestly, the first one would probably be confidence. Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty disciplined, and so like if I tell myself, okay, I'm gonna get up and run, blah blah blah, whatever. So that part of Muay Thai was easy. Come to train. I'll be fine. But when you're facing a guy that's 6'5 in the ring and Jeff says spar them, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, shit, we're here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so you what? just have to literally tell yourself, like, you can do this. You're going to be okay. And you're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pretty you, much every you day. End up, yeah, but it's like a good just mantra. telling yourself that you can do it and then actually doing it mm-hmm. and then not dying when it's over, mm-hmm. like, it just is, it's like, just makes you feel like, oh, I can do anything. Yeah. And so I think just every girl or woman needs to feel that, hey, if I can tell myself I can do this, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the most important thing Muay Thai mm-hmm. has taught me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a lot of fit, the fitness and, like, I'm definitely in a lot better shape and mm-hmm. a lot stronger and mm-hmm. learned a lot of, like, nutrition and all that mm-hmm. from doing this. Yeah. Kind of as, like, a side effect just right. I <laughs> needed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but... So that was cool. And then also, like she said, the confidence that comes from it is mm-hmm. just something that I don't know that you can really get from anywhere else. Yeah. Like you, I mean, in a sense, like, you know, if you had to fight for your life, that you yeah. could, that you yeah. could yeah. and you've mm-hmm. been there and done it. Cause I mean, that's kind of what it feels like mm-hmm. when you're in the ring mm-hmm. <laughs> getting beat up. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a feeling a lot yeah. of women have and is something that's terrifying like yeah. if I ever had to fight for my life could I do it like yeah. what would I do what yeah. would happen yeah we know exactly what would happen right yeah you're like I don't so, need to worry about this I mean that confidence knowing that mm-hmm. I mean makes you just 
a lot. Yeah. Like, less. I think, yeah. That I'm trying to think of. No, I think that's big for women. A lot less timid, I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like, you're not scared of life You're comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's a lot of things you're not scared of doing Mm -hmm. or not scared of trying. Mm -hmm. Not scared of failing at. Yeah. When you've been beat up in front of everyone, you're like, okay, so if I go do this, yeah, Yeah. if I do this and I fail, like, whatever, things have been worse. It's fine. So yeah, always pick yourself up from that though. And yeah, keep going. Keep going. So I like totally agree with that in the sense that I always tell people confidence doesn't come from doing stuff you're already good at. Like you right. have yeah. to go do stuff you're afraid of, exactly. get through the other side and then be like, oh shit, I'm I alive. Made it. I yeah. made it. Yeah. I made it. Yeah. That's where it comes from. But I think a lot of women struggle to get to that point because it's so like shows how unconfident you are when you go do stuff you're not good at like mm-hmm. you go and try to fight for the first time and you go try a new fitness class whatever it, is. it doesn't have to be martial arts but you go try something for the first time and you suck or you're the worst one in the room and then you don't want to go back because you sucked at it so how why do you keep coming back why do you think women keep coming back like you said your gym's 50 50 and you guys are seasoned experienced you came back because you liked it you're competitive and you were probably like i can't let myself be a quitter you know <laughs> yeah. but not every woman, I don't have that, like, competitive fire. If I don't like it, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do it. Bye. You know? So how do women keep coming when this is something that could really easily break your confidence, not make you more confident? Yeah. Well, I mean, every woman, man, whatever, yeah. every world champion fighter, mm-hmm. every Olympic athlete had a first day doing what yeah. they do. Yeah. And they weren't great at it mm-hmm. that first day. Mm-hmm. I can promise you. Yeah. They were not, like the Olympian and the mm-hmm. world-class fighter they were on day one. Yeah. They walked into a gym and they sucked. Yeah. But they just kept coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody, even when you walk into a fitness class and you see, like, the people that are really good at it, they had a first day. They were where you were. Yeah. So, I mean, you have somebody to look at to be like, oh, if I just keep coming, I'll progress there. Yeah. But I think once you kind of come... I mean, this sport is really fun. We tell people it's going to be your new obsession, and yeah. people do get really into it yeah. like right away. But I think once you feel kind of that, like what your body can do, even at first when mm-hmm. you hit punch a pad really hard and you hear that crack, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, yeah. I did that! I did like, it. wow, that was look me. at yeah. that is awesome. So, mm-hmm. I also think people keep coming back because of the community of the gym. Yeah. So everybody's here for different reasons. Amy and I are here to train and fight some people are just here to train and get in shape you know mm-hmm. some people are mm-hmm. just here to come hit pads with their friend for an hour and just like the music we got playing and the dogs we have running mm-hmm. around yeah. and just like jeff talking crap to everybody you know <laughs> the yeah. usual yeah i just think it just makes for an environment that make people want to keep yeah back. yeah yeah specifically here that's probably a huge reason people come back and this we're definitely gonna talk hour. yeah, yeah we're sure. gonna talk about y'all's specific gym environment because it is special it's different and yeah, the fact that it's 50-50 women, like, yeah, that's awesome. You don't find that in a lot of gyms. No. I've trained, I can honestly train, say that I've trained at, like, the top gyms on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and very rarely do I walk into a class and there's more girls there yeah. than guys. Yeah, Or so even, like, it makes it special, many. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've visited a lot of places, and every time you go, there's, like, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. And then there's 25 guys. And, and I think like, for okay. y'all, since y'all know the sport and are good at the sport like that's not as big of a thing and also like women are much more used to being the only something in a room mm-hmm. where men like show me a place where there's only one dude and all women you know like right. it just doesn't happen that they're the only people somewhere but like I feel like that's a huge reason women 
don't get involved in like more masculine sports is because they don't want to be the only girl doing it or the only woman in there. So I think the fact that y'all's gym has more is an easier way for women to get involved because you know you're not going to be the only one in there, you know? It's inviting. Yeah. (laughs) Can I backtrack for a second? Yes. One of your questions, you asked what Muay Thai taught us and we talked about the confidence. Yeah. On the other side of that, I'm really learning this too, like as I continue my Muay Thai journey, it teaches you to control your emotions. Oh, yeah. So that is like the hardest thing, I think, Yeah. honestly. Let's dig Um, into this because girls are emotional. But like... Seriously, I feel like you go through, it's like a stage. Like, mm-hmm. you start your Muay Thai journey or your fitness, whatever, martial yeah. arts journey. And then you get hit by, like, that first punch or that first kick. Mm-hmm. And then you have these, like, feelings of frustration or, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is so-and-so hitting me like this? Like, whatever. And, like, at first your frustration comes out as, like, tears mm-hmm. and crying. And then maybe it turns into like anger and so then you're hitting the person back or something like that but like eventually the cycle ends to like okay you use that frustration and you don't let anybody see it mm-hmm. and you like hide it inside and then whatever comes out is just you are what's the saying it's like uh when you're frustrated keep it or keep your composure when you're the most frustrated or yeah. something like that yeah. and like trying to stay calm when everything around you is going to chaos mm-hmm. that is just like something that we're constantly trying to learn how to do and I feel like women can use that in so many situations yeah. and it's just I think that might be another reason why for me it's why I keep doing it because mm-hmm. I'm like okay I'm not gonna let myself get frustrated I'm not gonna show it yeah. like you know so yeah. I feel like that to me learning how to control my emotions is one of the hardest things but mm-hmm. one of the most rewarding things mm-hmm. say. yeah I think you talked about that yeah. last time Amy like yeah. that was your thing was like just kind of learning how to suck it up and keep going you know like you just can't cry in the middle of a fight and you can't (laughs) there's no time for stuff you know and like we'll talk about your fight experience when you had some special things happen that you had to also control but I like that I get that and I think that's awesome I think it can be interpreted as squash your emotions don't feel things which also has a negative spin on it Mm -hmm. of like you should be allowed to feel your feelings and like that's one way to process them is feel them don't bury them speak out about right. them so what's the it's, like balance of those it is things a weird you just have to find the balance yeah that's yeah. that's part of the journey is finding the balance so obviously in the moment you're not letting yourself feel it because you're trying to stay composed but like you have to let yourself feel it eventually whether that's yeah. when the round's over or when the training session's over yeah. like you just gotta let those feelings mm-hmm. you gotta feel them you know yeah <laughs> I think it's more differentiating between, like, you get to choose when you want to feel the frustration rather than, like, the frustration kind of rules you, you know? And giving yourself that power is so rewarding. Yeah. That is hard. And it carries to, like, so many other things in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, any kind of chaotic, hectic, like, any situation where you're just like, okay, you need to keep your cool now. You need Mm -hmm. to have your head clear so you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You can make decisions Mm -hmm. quick, and then we'll deal with these later, and that's pretty much what we do every round for three yeah. minutes or for three rounds of a fight like okay yes. like shit's going down <laughs> keep your cool mm-hmm. you need to think straight do it and then when you're done let it out yeah. like I've cried after every fight win or lose because yeah, it's just so, so much, much emotion yeah you just like build up so yeah. much and you're suppressing it mm-hmm. and so you just suppress it for all that time and yeah. then when you're like okay I don't have to anymore right you walk yeah. in the back you're just like yeah yeah a whole thing for sure that's good to know or like cool to know too 
I feel like this also makes sense being that it's from like an eastern um, country mm-hmm. that it's really almost in a weird way like meditative because mm-hmm. it's a really single minded yeah. focus yep. like you, sure. like you said like you can't we can't it's, think about anything else right now we'll deal with it after the fight we'll deal with it after the round but like we can't there's a time and a place and I think mm-hmm. that's like the people can hear control your emotions as a negative thing especially women when we're like yeah. we're always controlling it right. we just need to feel yeah. but it's not a control in the sense don't feel it it's like you pick when you want to feel yeah. it it's more like of it. control how you react to it yeah that makes yeah. sense I like that like obviously you're going to feel stuff mm-hmm. but how, however you react that's where the, the true mm-hmm. work comes in yeah. yeah I mean yeah it's a balance because you do need to feel like those feelings will make you better mm-hmm. and you need to go through that process of like yeah. all of the waves of emotion yeah. that come with it and I I like wrote a blog thing about this but it is like that you'll see so many fighters cry like yeah. and good do it like mm-hmm. you deserve to fucking let it out mm-hmm. like you just did all these hard things mm-hmm. like and it's not frowned upon like yeah we'll have what we sparred 15 rounds on Saturday yeah we'll spar around for two or three minutes the thing goes off the bell goes off and we have one minute We'll both go into a corner, like, cry a few tears, be like, get your shit together and get back in there. Be like, okay, I'm fine. And I do feel like that's a super valuable skill for anybody, but especially women who tend to be more victims of their emotions. Men are a little too good at, like, squashing them down. They need to, like, come back the other way a little sometimes. But I think women are really victimized. Like, it's negative. You know, their emotions, like, take control of them instead of them being the ones to say nope don't want to feel this right now this is my time you know like i'm more than this yeah um let that shit out yeah yeah (laughs) even men like you deserve to have for sure whether it's like happy tears frustrated tears Mm -hmm. like sometimes you're just relieved Mm -hmm. like you're just done yeah and you're like yeah over like just so many things just come out mm -hmm. however they come out just Mm -hmm. let yeah just hold it in for three minutes yeah that's good for men too to know that like their emotions can come out and they don't have to suppress them or like you can't cry you can't do this like yeah, yeah. it's a Go super masculine it. way to release emotions with the fighting but then I feel like the yeah. feminine comes out with like okay we have feelings um let's talk about your like actual body image and like body confidence in this sport because you touched on this earlier with like dieting and sauning and stuff but Fighting, number one, everybody's looking at you. You're by yourself. Everybody can see your body. You ain't wearing a lot of clothes. So there's that element. There's also the element of you're fighting in a certain weight class. So we're talking about weight a lot. Um, A lot of fitness classes and sports steer away from weight, especially when it's women. We're not talking about weight. We're talking about feeling good. We're talking about building our muscles. But this is like, all right, but you also need to be this many pounds. So how does that affect you guys? And was it always like easy to deal with because now I feel like it's kind of routine like you fight you know what you have to do but was it always that way or what was that like it's hard yeah (laughs) but I mean it's positive and negative Mm -hmm. I would say fighting kind of really makes you like affects how you see yourself just because you know what you're capable of Mm -hmm. when you're at that tiny little weight and you're like in the best shape of your life Mm -hmm. right before a fight Mm -hmm. and then after the fight in between you kind of like gain weight back and you go back to what your normal body weight yeah, would be yeah, like and you're not at 10% yeah. body fat yeah. and you're like Ugh. we all we're always like I'm fat and we're like mm-hmm. I know I'm not fat and everyone's like yeah. you're not fat shut up yeah. well I gained this many pounds and mm-hmm. you just know like the absolute ideal 
body that you can have but it's not sustainable so I mean you can't sit there you can't have that for months on end it's just not healthy yeah so to go up and down kind of does take you on a Mm -hmm. roller coaster Mm -hmm. like I'm fat I need to lose weight what's like the average amount of weight people tend to have to lose for fighting is it like 10 pounds people dropping 20 are we five it depends kind of yeah, where you yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, um, yeah, and you can fight at different weights. So right. Like, yeah, just to back it up, like, the weight classes, most of the time when we fight as a team, we're fighting in tournaments, and the tournament weight uh, bracket is, like, a five pounds. So usually I will fight from, like, 122 to 127, so I can be anywhere within that five pounds. Okay. Um, and still be considered on weight. That's now, a weight some, class? Literally 122? Why not, like, yeah, 120, 125? Very weird. Okay. Well, usually that's, like, for tournament style. Okay. Um, when you're in, like, a fight night and it's, like, a one-on-one fight, then that's usually, like, an agreed upon, like, 125, okay. 130, like, okay. a more even number. Um, but like Amy said, I personally, I, I don't, my scale is in my closet until fight camp. Okay. When fight camp comes, then I take it out and then I start really focusing on the number on the scale because I've learned that you can't focus on the number on the scale mm-hmm. for the whole entire year or else I, I feel like it's negative for, yeah, yeah, for your body image yeah. because yeah. like Amy said, you know what you can get your body to look like through running and through dieting. But if you were honestly, like, sustaining it, if we're talking about girls here, like, I don't have my period when I'm in less than 10% body fat. And, you know, if one day I want to become a mom, that's obviously not good if I spend two years of my life at that low body fat. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a mix of emotions because you see yourself looking great and skinny, but then you put on those 10 to 20 pounds, depending on how much you had to lose. Mm -hmm. And part of you is like, oh, I'm I'm thick, I'm fat. But the other part's like, no, actually, you're kind of healthy now. Right, yeah, yeah. So you have to teach yourself like there's a time and a place and it's really all about balance you know yeah eat the salad and then maybe a donut for dessert <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i don't know no yeah. i think that what you just said too is super important for people to remember that like the real focus is and should be your health and mm-hmm. yeah. while you can look really great and have abs and be 10 percent body fat that's actually genuinely not like healthy not for good. your body like it's not good. it looks cool and you know you can beat people up and all that kind of stuff but it's also interesting right after you guys have your last weigh-ins and you've seen this in like movies and tv shows and stuff too the people go and like eat real food and like drink a lot of water so it's like you know that you're doing unhealthy practices to get there because Mm -hmm. you have to so i think it's also important for people to keep in mind in in this sport and also when you're seeing anybody that's super ripped like that is not healthy doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy but that's not like what our bodies want to do, right? For long term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not how they want to maintain. Yeah. That made me think of another question. And that's Um, like your whole life. I mean, cutting cutting that weight and getting to that, like, stage is, it consumes every second of every day. Yeah. Like, that's all you can think about. I mean, it's not fun. Right. (laughs) And I think that's important for people to know, too, is that when they see people with those bodies, like you said, that's your whole life. Yeah. You're not like debating, do I want tacos or do you're like, nope, this nope. is what I'm eating. You're like, I sure this want tacos and yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. eat yeah. three pieces of yeah. lettuce. <laughs> and that's super hard because as a trainer, women will say all the time, like, well, why is this not happening? Why is it not happening? Well, all I'm doing is having a glass of wine or all I'm doing is this. And I'm like, I'm telling you, yeah. if you want that percentage of body fat, it's not a, it's not a 80, 20 anymore. This is a hundred percent all the time. That's all yeah. you get to do. Yeah. And that's, like you said, there's a time and a place. And when the sport calls for it, if that's what you want to do, then you're going to do it. But I think it's super important for people to know, one, it's not what your body prefers. So it is super hard. It's going Mm -hmm. against something natural. And number two, like, 
it consumes your life. If you want to do that, more power to you, it's fine, it's not a bad thing, but you have to know the time and like mental energy that goes into that and that comes out of it because yeah. you're probably not your it's most youest <laughs> self it's during it's that time. Yeah. Like, I mean, and like you're running on fumes. Like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you're just not really fully you either. Yeah, for sure. So then, technical question: Do you want to fight? Like, I'm of the belief, and I think most people who don't know a lot of, about the sport might think you want to be really big and fat so you can <laughs> beat somebody up, right? Like you would want to be big, but I feel like you also want to be as compact as possible, as much muscle in the smallest amount of space. So, are you trying to get to a super low weight class so that you can? like be the biggest but this but still in a small weight class like There's what's like the strategy different, with that i feel like everyone has kind of different theories on it and that's why it's getting like dangerous almost yeah. just because people are trying to get down very low for like just to weigh in yeah. and then when you have 24 hours that's what you i mean can bulk yeah. back up so you go in the ring yeah 15 pounds heavier and that's yeah. where the danger comes in mm-hmm. um but you're also I mean, you're against your opponent, so you're trying to beat whatever they're yeah, doing. So yeah. if they're going to cut down really small and then bulk up a lot in that 24 hours, mm-hmm. then you want to do that because you don't want to go yeah. in being yeah. a lot smaller or whatever. But I would say we're trying to be as small but healthy as uh-huh. possible. Like, you don't want to like there's lose a so much muscle and lose some. Yeah. You don't want to lose so much that you're not strong you're mm-hmm. feeling weak and slow and all this mm-hmm. so i mean we're trying to cut out as much fat as we can um build some muscle but be lean so we can be fast yeah. okay and strong okay but like if the weight category is 120 to 125 just use even numbers would you want to be at that like 124 25 weigh in or are you okay i was like oh, are yeah. you trying to go we're to like skirting okay. the line of ounces okay <laughs> okay okay good okay yeah, that's what i thought. you want to be i mean Obviously, you want to go in on weight. So you and your opponent need to both agree on a weight that you're going to be at, and you both need to come in at that weight. But imagine for four weeks you're training your body to at, like, for numbers, let's say 120. Yeah. Your body's 120. You've been training. You've been training. You weigh in, and then you bulk up, and now your body's at 125. When you get in the ring you're, and you're jumping around, your body's not used yeah. to that extra yeah. weight. Yeah. And so, like Amy said, that's where it gets dangerous because some people – don't weight cut the right way Mm -hmm. and then they don't rehydrate or whatever the word is the right way and so that's important part of finding that balance too but i would say like i mean i fought anywhere from 125 to 135 okay Mm -hmm. so it's just knowing your body and knowing how low you can get Mm -hmm. maybe one day i can get down to 122 but yeah Yeah. it also depends how much is there to fight you at that weight like Mm -hmm. who your opponent is yeah i would love to fight at 125, 127. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody there, then you're yeah. not fighting anyone yeah. at 125, yeah. 127. Yeah. If there's yeah. somebody at, you know, 120 or 117, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll meet you at 120, which is what I'm at. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, the girl. So, do some people set, have to bulk for fights? Yeah, she oh. did last time. Nice. We had to put I literally had her a cell phone in her weigh in pocket. with like my phone and a water bottle so that I can make weight. They let you do that, or you just like don't really make a big deal about it. <laughs> You yeah. just don't really make a okay. video out of it. Thought you weigh like half you naked. Wanna... Well, it depends. Usually you yeah. do because you want to weigh less. Weigh less. Just but like, I put that water bottle in your pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. She had sweatpants on. I was like, oh here, put my gosh. phone in your pocket. And they were like, um, take your sweatpants off. I'm like, nah, she's good. <laughs> yeah, nah, she's cool, man. Yeah. But like, if you wow. want to fight somebody that's 10 yeah. pounds heavier than you, I mean, that's on yeah. you. And yeah. 
you're good enough to fight them, then mm-hmm. I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people also think like kind of like you, like if you're big, you're gonna be strong and hit hard. But yeah. you're also gonna be probably kind of slow. Yeah. So the smaller yeah. you are, the faster you are, mm-hmm. you might be able to hit before that bigger person hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just depends on a lot of things. Yeah. For us um, right now, it's where we can find people. Yeah, where, can where find we can people. find opponents. Yeah, it's yeah. been very hard for. Is it harder for girls, girls than boys to find opponents? Oh yeah, yeah. Just because there aren't that many females who are at the level of competition that we're at. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are starting out, and um, a lot of times when they match you, they'll match you based on like how many fights you have and experience. Mm-hmm. And so once you have so much experience and you've already fought all the girls in your weight class is kind of like, okay, now I either go to a new weight class or I go to a new part of the country to find more yeah. opponents. Yeah. So. Okay, last question in this category and then we're moving on to fight questions because okay. y'all are making me think of so many. But what does <laughs> confidence mean to you? And like, why, why is it important for women to have confidence? Oof. I think everybody's got their own like kind of different definitions of it. And some people think, oh, confidence is like, when you're good at stuff and when you know you're good at stuff or like when you aren't embarrassed to be in front of people but like what is what does confidence mean to you feeling comfortable in your own body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether that's how you look whether that's how you perform whether that's how you think your thought you know your thoughts yeah just being like at that okay yes if that makes sense yeah yeah that okay mindset i don't know yeah um i would say just like believe kind of believing in yourself and your abilities and I mean whether it's like you know you can do hard things or you know you can do this you can yeah and so then stuff doesn't a lot of stuff doesn't bother you Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people when they think of like being overly confident or like that person's really confident it's really like a fake inflated Mm -hmm. kind of confidence that they think they have right right but it takes one thing just to poke a hole in that and everything deflates. Yeah, yeah. When real confidence comes from, like, I just don't give a shit. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. That's really, I think, kind of how mine mm-hmm. comes out. I just, there's so much that would bother me or scare me or this, that, and that just would cause mm-hmm. mental yeah that I just now just I don't care like yes whatever happens happens I know I can handle it I know I've been in worse and I'm not scared of things I'm not I don't worry as much about stuff Mm -hmm. because whatever comes at me I know I'm I believe that I can handle it and I think that comes from doing hard things and getting through it and failing and seeing that you're fine yep 100% I like that you said too but did but you did die? You die? No. I feel like that's Jeff's every caption. <laughs> but did you die? We train harder than you. But There's did you a die? Few times, uh, <laughs> we've almost died. We've yeah. been checking. <laughs> oh, no. we're, we're here now, so. But I like that you said the, about like kind of fake confidence. Like people can look at people and be like, "She's so confident," but like that person might have to be trying super hard. And that you also said you just don't give a shit because for me, confidence is like. Confidence should be effortless. Like, you don't have to yeah. try all the time to be like, mm-hmm. I'm confident, I'm confident, I can do yeah. this, I can do this. And it's like, I don't give a shit, but I'm also not always trying to let people know that I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, right. you didn't have to tell me that, and, mm-hmm. and I could have guessed she probably doesn't care, but you don't spend all your time promoting to people that, hey, just so y'all know, I don't give a shit what you think. You know, like, right. you don't need to make it's it known, just... and it's not something you're worrying about. I think women can get super wrapped up in that of, like, 
I need to look like I don't care. I need to act like nothing bothers me. I need to let everybody know that like I've got this tough exterior, but really like, like I said, it's pretty effortless. And if you're truly confident, you're not spending all your time trying to make other people know that you're confident, you know, like self-confidence is that it just has to do with yourself. And if you have to convince somebody else or tell the world then you're not because you're just trying to convince yourself Mm -hmm. or make everyone else believe that you are so that you believe it yes you if you believe it you believe it Mm -hmm. you know i don't care if anyone else believes it yeah that's fine yeah i don't need to tell you about it yep yep even though i just did but yeah yeah so why do you guys think that like women need because obviously based on my work and what i care about like i'm like this is fucking necessary. Like, this is not an option. You don't, it's not like bonus. You're a confident woman. It's like, if you don't have this, your life is significantly less. That's my opinion. But why? Yeah. Why do you guys think so? They're nodding. They agree. But why is confidence? (laughs) Yeah. You can't see see them, but they, they agree with me. It's a necessity. Why do you guys think it matters so much for women to feel this way? Because no one should have to go through life worrying about what other people think or worrying about what's going to happen to them or I don't know mm-hmm. it just it makes you so unhappy yeah mm-hmm. being yeah. confident brings like just a sense of mm-hmm. content and happiness and everyone deserves to feel that and yeah. the ladies that don't have that yet um I want to be like why yeah yeah right and of course it happens to mm-hmm. men too but for me I think women like it affects more areas of a woman's life mm-hmm. than it does a man's like that's mm-hmm. obviously right. I'm a woman so I care more about women because I have that personal experience of being a woman but it's not to say men are not impacted by lack of confidence I'm sure y'all have seen so oh, many yeah. men go from night and day like when they right. start the gym but I think women are just so many areas of their lives are like impacted by this hyper focus on what do I look like how do I feel about myself am I good enough do I measure up you know I just feel like if you're confident it helps you and you're for us obviously in our training it helps us in our work it helps us in our relationship life it helps us it will help you anywhere yeah and this is a skill you can apply to like all parts of your life Mm -hmm. now is it hard to get (laughs) yes yeah is it worth it yes Mm And, so. like, does it come and go? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Is, is every day I'm walking in here like, I don't give a shit what people think about me. No. You know, you, you have your days and, and you're, the way your body changes goes along with that, too. You know, like, I think a lot of people also think they're going to get to this level and it's going to be there forever and you're always <laughs> going to be it. a badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope, work, nope. It's an everyday thing. And I think that's why a sport is really helpful because that provides some, like, consistency with refueling that, that image of yourself. Cool. All right, fight questions. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Before I ask my question that came to my mind, how how does fighting work? You've already mentioned there are tournaments, and then I don't even know the word you use for the other one. There are fight tournaments, night. and there are fight nights. What what that mean? <laughs> so a tournament is basically um, where a venue will have anywhere from one to three to five rings set up, and each gym will bring a bunch of people and um, think about like anywhere from 80 to 100 fighters in Whoa. one place. Okay. And so over a weekend, everybody competes and sometimes you fight twice, sometimes you fight three times. And then um, on the other hand, a fight night is more of like, rather than like a weekend thing, it's like one Saturday night or one Friday night. Okay. And there might be anywhere from eight to 10 fights on the card. And, and rather than having uh, like five rings there's just one ring mm-hmm. and so everybody's attention is just on you yeah. and your opponent okay. and who you're fighting okay. so it's a little bit more focused right that makes sense. okay yeah and I mean that's like 
I'm familiar with like softball tournaments. Yeah. So that's yeah. the same well, concept. Like, okay, like a, a game, game versus, versus a tournament. Versus sure. A tournament. Okay, and then I still don't under, like know the how many rounds and times of rounds. But does it work the same between a tournament and a fight night? Do you do the same time and same rounds, or is that very fight to fight? Depends on different like promotions mostly. Okay. Some will do two minute rounds, and some will do three minute rounds. Okay. And then usually it's three rounds unless you're fighting for a championship or like a title. Okay. Then they might do five. Okay. But a typical fight could be three two minute rounds. So yes. literally six minutes. Exactly. You six guys, minutes of your you guys, guys six minutes of yeah, your life. <laughs> suffer and train for yep. how long, which we're going to talk about exactly. for a six minute fight. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So the suffering and training. Um, <laughs> I am familiar with the term fight camp because I've because we've had this interview before, but also because I just have been exposed to you guys' stuff. But tell us what fight camp is, um, how it works, why you do it, all that. Basically, fight camp is your journey from when you get an opponent to when you get in the ring with the opponent. Okay. So you're trying to make your weight. You're trying to make sure you're in shape, and trying to make sure you win. Yeah. <laughs> about like we usually do about four weeks maybe six Mm -hmm. um six is kind of like the max you're going to sustain that intense Mm -hmm. training okay um but basically you just kick it up a notch you do more running you do more conditioning you do more sparring okay and you're just trying to really like hone those yeah (laughs) you do less eating (laughs) the the strict dieting to get down um but you're just really trying to like perfect those skills and kind of come mm-hmm. up with a game plan with your coach maybe if you know your opponent yeah. and what they do like okay, okay i'm gonna okay. for this fight i want to focus on this or yeah. maybe something you did yes. last yeah. fight that you want to do better at or that was my question that came up in my head earlier was like how in the world do you train for something that is a spontaneous who knows what's going to happen when we get in there type of thing like what is but like what is training you just do a bunch of drills do you have your own combos that Jeff's like do that while we practice like there are no yeah. plays but like are kind there? Of everything yeah I mean if you, you and if you don't know your opponent bit then... of a game plan okay. like maybe this is what your strength is or this has been working or this okay. hasn't been working okay. or you kind of have a flexible game plan okay. I would say okay you but like what's with... an example of that so maybe like combos no could be <laughs> or maybe Hell. just like ways to lead into a certain thing maybe okay. they're taller than you so okay. you're gonna work on getting in okay close to them maybe okay. they, maybe they are, have a soft yeah. body so you're gonna hit a lot of body shots whether that's across the body a body mean? hook they have a soft body it just means that like <laughs> when you, you take a shot to the body you, you don't know what to do like some people don't know to flex when they get hit oh you're you know supposed I mean? to <laughs> i don't know that if you're know, if someone's okay. getting hit you're supposed to tense up or like yeah. let's say oh. that they again sorry Okay, let's say they're like bouncing around a lot, uh-huh. and so your strategy would be like chop their leg. Chop okay. Their leg, chop okay. Their leg. Okay. So yes, it kind of depends on what your opponent does, but it also depends on what you're good at. Okay. How often do you guys know your opponent enough so that you can study them and stuff? Depends. Yeah. Sometimes in tournaments. Sometimes you know that you can't find anything on them, okay. and you just don't know anything. Okay. And sometimes you've been friends and following them mm-hmm. on whatever for yeah. years, and. You've seen how it's time to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I know. Are there like types of fighters? Like, oh, she's more aggressive. She's more defensive. Like, yeah. And yeah. there's different styles of. I mean, really, people come from karate backgrounds. Come from a lot of times we do kickboxing, and there's mm-hmm. all different kinds of rules. But okay, we come from a Thai slash Dutch style, okay. where other people come from a very strict Thai style. Some people 
are boxers. Yeah, they were boxers, and now they're trying kickboxing. Some people did karate, so they have a lot of influence from that. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of different styles that people have, and you're not you're not just meeting a tie every time. Yeah, and yes, it's important to know, I guess, what kind of style they have, but you can't let it like overcome mm-hmm. your style if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah so you can't get too focused on what they're going to do that you start forgetting what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is muscle memory and a lot of times when we train especially in fight camp like we're just jab cross hook like yeah. my body just knows how to do this cross yeah. hook kick like yeah if I close my eyes I can do it in my sleep mm-hmm. and I feel like in fight camp you're just tuning mm-hmm. those combos so that when you get hit you're like okay I'm gonna hit back and yeah. you know exactly what yeah you're doing. okay it's Straight up just getting hit part of training. Like, all right, we're oh, going to yeah. hit you a little bit today. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. imagine if you didn't get hit <laughs> yep. and then the That's first what I mean. punch Obviously of your you fight, you were like, oh, yeah. my gosh, what just happened? Like, yeah. I got hit. Yep. So yeah. you want to be prepared for anything. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, getting hit is part of the sport. So Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's something you need to train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We no, have really like, hard days. We, yeah. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, what in the heck? Why would you do that yeah. to yourself? Yeah. But if you've never had to take it, then it happens. Right. You're you don't want the first time out. to be in yeah. there. Yeah. In no. front of everyone. Yeah. You need to know how to handle it and not be bothered by yeah. it. So and going back to those emotions. You need when to you train get hit, that out of yeah. like, I'm fine. You need to I train the to panic do. out. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Back step just a little. I don't remember why we were talking about. Oh, I guess I asked about fight camp. But you said um, we just take everything up a notch and really intense dieting. Let's get specific on that. So, A, the people who are nerding out on it are like, whoa, that's what happens. And B, the people who are like, I could do this might be like, no, no, no. Let me tell you what this actually means. What's Um, kicking it up a notch? And what is like when you say we're dieting for four weeks and we're losing weight, what does that look like? Because, again, need women to have a realistic picture of how life consuming (laughs) this is. So training wise, you're usually running anywhere from three to five times a week. Um. I've read lots of different things on how far yeah. and how long you should run, but um, normally I would just do anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. You just are training your legs to be constantly moving, you're training your breathing, you're training your mind while you're running. Um, usually you're doing pad work with coach, and so during that time you're working on your game plan or things that you're good at um, that he wants you to throw during your fight. And then, of course, uh, conditioning-wise, whether that's doing like body weight exercises or maybe having your partner kick your leg 10 times hard mm-hmm. okay. or punch you in the stomach 10 times hard so that when it happens in the fight you're like oh I've been here mm-hmm. you know I'm fine okay um and those are things that like wouldn't normally be happening in regular quote-unquote training um I mean they happen but they they Not wouldn't happen every day yeah okay as they would during fight camp okay um another thing we like to do is sit in the sauna okay so that we are uh gradually cutting our weight rather than waiting until the night before and cutting 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, like, I like the mental part of sitting in the sauna because you're like, okay, I'm in the sauna. I know this means I have a fight coming up. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about combos in my Get head. In like, zone. I'm thinking yeah. about situations. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the training for a fight, too, has to happen up here. Yeah. In your mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing at head. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, so whether that's, like, telling yourself, okay, you got through the run, great job. Or you crushed five rounds of pads. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, she's going to hit you in the face. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, training your mind. Yes, um, super mental. You want to do the diet part? <laughs> the sure. diet can be... It really depends on who you are and how, how, your, body how your body works yeah. and, like, how much weight you're trying to lose and all yeah. that. 
Um, I mean, over the more camps you go through, the more times you kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't, and mm-hmm. you can kind of change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done. I've gone strictly paleo. That, I mean, it works, but yeah. without like the grains and the carbs and all that, trying to put out that level of energy every day is yeah. very hard. So yeah. people, a lot of like. A lot of times people think, like, oh, I'll just cut out my carbs and, you know, I'll mm-hmm. lose all this weight. Like, yeah, it'll work, but good luck trying to work out. Yeah, like, yeah. It's very difficult to mm-hmm. do that. Um, so it's finding a balance between having enough fuel mm-hmm. and yeah. having yeah not enough calories. Right, right. <laughs> it's Are also you part guys, of training yeah. your mind, though. Yeah. Like, if you're hungry, okay, you're about to go to battle. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you should be hungry. Yeah. We train... So on empty stomachs a lot so that's not yeah and that i mean during fight camp no alcohol yeah no honestly no sweets yeah a lot of salads a lot of vegetables salads. a lot yeah. of chicken protein like you don't want to cut out all you you need really? yeah. protein proteins and veggies and when, every once in a while when you're feeling weak like mm-hmm. when was saying eat some bread yeah <laughs> you know? like a, have a cheat meal yeah but yeah yeah i mean and the cheat meals really do kind of save you sometimes yeah. and yeah. They'll get you over a plateau too, yeah. which seems very counter like counterproductive. Yeah. But if you're you hit that one spot where you're just you're not losing anything yeah. else, and you're like, I need to, I feel dead. Like yeah. I cannot work out anymore or eat any less. Yeah, and I'll just go and eat pizza and have a glass of wine, and then the next day I'll wake up three pounds lighter. And yeah. I'm like, what in the well, heck? Well, it's like we said, it's not. <laughs> Dieting that intensely is not what your body wants right. to do. So exactly. it's going into like, oh fuck, we're dying mode, yeah. and then when you give it you some kind of fuel, need to like jumpstart okay, it. A exactly. Like, we're yeah. okay. Okay, we're back. Happens. Yeah, yeah. Does that style of eating mess with the way you see food when you're not dieting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I still mean, eat it, like, but I yeah. <laughs> because that's been one of my like personal hurdles is like overcoming the way you look at food as like carbs, proteins, calories, like it's, it has nothing to do with fun. Like this is only for your body and the way that it looks, but I like mean, we still I eat mean, all the garbage. After. It, makes <laughs> me, it makes me appreciate the stuff I can't eat yeah. while I'm dieting, but it definitely teaches you about balance. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it makes you more like aware. Right. Of like of all, oh, the shit all of, yeah. Eat. Like how bad <laughs> yeah, and how yeah. much this is all going to affect you. Yeah. Um, then there's a big part of you that just does not care because yeah. You're like, I didn't eat this for six weeks, right. and now I can. Right. And so you want to, like, mm-hmm. make up for all your lost mm-hmm. time and eat yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. I mean, that's I'll unhealthy. Also but have that's... the mindset, too, like, okay, I have no fights coming up. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Yeah. And I know that in six weeks I can lose it. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know yeah. you can get back there. Yeah. So it's not I think, the end of Yeah. Me. That's important, I think, for people, women, people in general to hear. One, fight, life, fighting is not, like, a lifestyle diet. Like, you're not going to just, like cut 10 pounds and like go live and then to cut 10 pounds like Mm -hmm. that's not how lifestyle people are Mm -hmm. you're doing this because you're an athlete because you're a fighter right and at the same time people who you know i'm just gonna eat whatever i want i know i can lose it later like yeah you know that when the time comes if you really need to lose weight you can lose weight so i think people get in this like permanent state of mind where they're like i'm gonna be fat forever like now when if you really needed to make a change you could and that's Mm -hmm. something helpful you can tell people when they're freaking about freaking out about what they're eating or gaining weight it's like this is not forever you know and same with losing weight this is not forever so fighters do kind of notoriously have a bad relationship with food where we go from a very strict diet and very clean to just all garbage yeah yeah, and binging and 
And so we're, I mean, that's not healthy to go from one extreme to the other mm-hmm, to one extreme, mm-hmm, just back mm-hmm. and forth all the time. So, yeah. I mean, eating clean as a lifestyle, mm-hmm. but balanced with have, you know, just have a piece of cake. If like yeah. one piece of cake's not going to kill you. One burger's not going to kill you. Yeah. One salad ain't going to make you skinny yeah. either. So, yes. I mean, for normal people and like anyone just in any kind of other fitness yeah. world, mm-hmm. I mean, eat clean, eat healthy pick I mean it is a lifestyle it's not a diet so that's where you're gonna find like that's where you're gonna have your healthiest life but like do not stress about I ate cake or I had you know I went out on my friend's boat Mm -hmm. and drank a bunch of beers one day did you have fun right again yeah yeah like don't there's a little more to help you don't need to wake up the next day and run 10 miles and starve yourself because you had one day of fun right so that is like that's the healthy balance that most people need to find mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so don't look to us for <laughs> for yes. how to do it yeah. because we're not doing it correctly. yes I'll i'm so you glad that. you said that because that's what people do yeah. notoriously <laughs> women that's what they do they look at a woman who they want to look like and then they're like i'm just going to do what she does don't do taking into do. no account that this is really extreme might not be the most healthy and we're doing this for a very specific a very purpose. specific reason. yeah exactly good good okay um best and worst fight experiences. Bring them on. I'll go because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're ready. We know this question's <laughs> for me. Um, so my first fight, um, I went. My opponent was from California, and she actually had a lot of point kickboxing experience, which I didn't have. What is um, that? So that's like a fight. It's a little less intense oh, than points. a fight. Okay. Yeah. like so, a sparring tournament. Yes. Yeah, like okay. a sparring tournament. You're sparring I thought it was a type of kickboxing. normally get okay. to spar. And yeah. you're not trying to knock them out or anything. You're just trying to lay more points. Got right. it. Got so, it. Okay. yes. Um, and I guess their gym was pretty heavy on clinching, which is uh, we're a lot more Dutch, so we don't do a ton of that. And I guess I wasn't really prepared for that. So she <laughs> Imagine clinching as in, like, your opponent is has their gloves around your head and neck and then they're like bringing knees into your belly oh. yeah so stand up wrestling essentially fun yeah. sounds great i was ready to kick and punch and yeah we She's were ready wrestling to hold on to your head yeah so she just locked onto my neck pulled my chin to my chest and i was looking at the ground and just threw knees forever into my stomach oh and before this as my first fight and anna having experience said you need to drink a lot of water you're gonna get dehydrated drink all the water like we need to rehydrate you so all day she's feeding me water, water, water. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh God, I have to pee. Okay, I have to pee again. So we get my gloves on. And once you put your gloves on, then you can't. You're stuck. Yeah. They tie them, yeah. knot them up, tape them. So like you're stuck in them. So I go into the ring all full of water. And this girl <laughs> clinches me to death, throws a million knees. And the bell rings after the first round. I walk over to Jeff in the corner and I go, Oh my God, I just peed my pants. <laughs> and he was like, okay, so I don't, we're not going to worry about that. I don't know how to help you, but yeah. here's what we're going to do. Definitely a first for us. Yeah, Jeff was like, oh. <laughs> and we were both like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I spent that whole fight peeing my pants and trying my hardest not to fight her, but just not trying to pee my pants all yes. over the ring. So there was a big puddle everywhere. Oh my God. So how was that's there not? Of, that's all I was really focused on was not peeing my pants and not so much fighting her or doing anything else. So I lost that one pretty good. That sucks. But it's fine. Yeah. Sometimes live you and just learn. get hit so hard you pee yourself. Yeah. I mean, 
It is. What a way to build the confidence. (laughs) I mean. It's very chaotic in there. Yeah. And you do take a lot of knees sometimes to the badge. Interesting. And that's not a pleasant feeling. Yeah. So, Do guys have to wear cups? Or do they choose to wear cups? No, they have to wear cups. Some women do, too. Okay. Oh. But, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You okay. get some bruises. To be, to be fair, though, your adrenaline, the adrenaline dump is a real thing. Yeah. And you get so thirsty. So I was like, you need to drink one. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I was just really there for, I was just yep. really good at listening. Good thing and you had, yeah. Good thing it happened on your first one. You got it over right? with. It was all the bad yes. stuff together. So that was, okay. that was the time. That's your worst. Anna, do I you lost that one pretty one? good. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say. Um, I mean, I don't have a story like that, yeah. but my worst fights. <laughs> For me, are the ones where I get lost in the chaos. Like we talked about controlling your emotions. Well, it's a fist fight. Like yeah, it's yeah. crazy, and sometimes you just get caught up in like I don't know. You just let the the craziness wash over you, and then you forget mm-hmm. your game plan, or yeah. you forget the things you throw, or the things you're good at. And to me, that's most disappointing because I know like I can perform so much better. Yeah. And when that happens, it just it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Yep. Because you leave and you're like, I yeah. knew how to do that. Yeah. No, I didn't do it. Yeah. And why didn't? Because mm-hmm. your so brain was just like, Bloom. Yep, yep. And then it's like, this is my fault. <laughs> yep. Um, do we have any best fights? Or just like general, like what are your best, what do you walk away and be like, that was a good fight? Because um, I imagine it's not always the ones you win necessarily. I mean, sure, those are great. Yeah. But I imagine some of the ones you lost can be quote unquote For sure. good. I just lost my most recent fight I lost. And it was against a girl from, I think she's from King's Thai Boxing in New York. But she, it was a great fight. We just, like, basically stood in the middle of the ring and punched each other back and forth for three rounds. Mm-hmm. But just knowing, like, leaving the ring, knowing you left it all in there, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, but my best fight probably was my win in Thailand. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so cool. I just, yeah, I got to go. Uh, we brought some members from the gym. We went to Thailand for... About a month, then I got to fight um, wow. one of the girls from Lithuania, so that was cool. Whoa! And yeah, I went on points, so that was awesome. Nice. That's really cool. Do you have a best one yet, Amy? Um, probably the one, my third one. I won, um, and it was made her nose bleed a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she bled all oh, over me. She did. Gosh. Um, so I left with a dominant win and very covered in her blood. Do you feel bad <laughs> when you're just making someone bleed like Yes that? and no. But I mean, yeah. they're trying to do the yeah. same thing to you. They're trying yeah. to punch you yeah. in the face and you're like, get away. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. my last fight when she punched me in the nose and I felt my nose go bloody, I was like, all right, <gasps> yeah, make now make her nose go bloody. Go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. It is. I mean, maybe after a little bit. Yeah. I felt yeah. a little bad. But, I mean, she, she's like, trying to do the same thing there. Right. That's yeah. what you're there for. And if not, if I don't do it, then you're going to do it to me. And that's not good. But... Do y'all see the girls after and like social, not socialize, but like say hey, yeah. hi, whatever? Or do you just sometimes. go your Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes okay. they're real friendly and they come and train with you, and sometimes mm-hmm. you never see them again. Okay. Sometimes they're very salty, and sometimes yeah. they're not. <laughs> okay. But yes, I mean, we've trained with people that we fought against. We, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. Like the yeah. girl that I beat that time, she fought again. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, hey, good luck. Like, yeah. You know, well, like send little messages if mm-hmm. somebody's fighting or yeah whatever and then sometimes i'm like i hate that person <laughs> right right <laughs> right okay so then charleston muay thai specific questions um what is so we're in you guys's gym right now just so people listening know this is where we're recording what is like special about this gym we've talked about a, a few things but 
Hit us with all the good stuff. Where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> Let um, it rip. Our mentality, I think, sets us apart from the rest. And we kind of said this earlier. Mm-hmm. Shut up and train. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be hard, but I promise you it'll be so worth it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't train like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have a really strong sense of community. Um, we are all really good friends. We mm-hmm. all hang out outside of the gym. You know, we've cried together, won mm-hmm. together, lost mm-hmm. together. And, like, um, we go to these fights and these tournaments 60 people deep. Yeah. So we show up. That's awesome. Um, we say it does. It takes a village to put mm-hmm. somebody in there. Mm-hmm. And it really does. Um, all through fight camp when you're sparring and going through all the shit. And, I mean, the peop- everyone's there for you. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't make it in there if it weren't yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, so I think that sense is we have a really strong community here. And yeah. we are a big family. Um, and we're always like open to bringing people in mm-hmm. so I think not all gyms are like that a lot of people yeah <laughs> the more the better not, yeah, yeah are not that way um I also feel like we meet so many people that I would never have met if it wasn't for the gym mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. nurses lawyers yeah. gosh I don't even know I would probably wouldn't met you yeah like, yeah so yeah. many like different walks of life and mm-hmm. I mean, you show up to class, and all of a sudden, you're all the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, yeah. how much money you make, where you came from, mm-hmm. where you grew up. Like, we're all on the mat, and now we're all the same. We're mm-hmm. all equal. Mm-hmm. Getting punched in the face hurts the same from Welcome. one person to the other, yeah. you know? So that's a great segue into the next question. How do you guys make first-timers feel comfortable and welcome in an environment that is pretty intense and shut up and fight? Well, we don't take them right. Obviously, to the show. Yeah, it's like obviously you don't uh, leave with that. But I mean, yeah. if that is you, part of what makes you guys gym special is that we're serious. We're family, but we're serious, and we take what we do seriously. And we're here to train, and we're here to better ourselves. You know, that is why we're set apart. But that's that's intense. Not about in a bad way. That's an intense environment. So people who come in for the first time, how can they feel comfortable? Um, and like welcomed when it is an intense environment. Well, first and foremost, we'll try to teach them techniques so that they know a little bit about what they're doing. Um, but I mean, you do get to that awkward part or moment where they're tired and they want to quit, and we have to be like, mm, no, nope, keep going. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And really, how they react based on that depends whether or not they come back. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. oh crap, they're serious. Like, I should probably mm-hmm. hit harder, or mm-hmm. this is not for me. I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. I mean, we do have a lot of new people at any given time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some, since we have so many people, we have a lot of people at all different stages. Yeah. So right. there's always going to be like a group that's at the stage that you're yeah. at. Um, but at the same time, we also have a bunch of our fighters in the beginner classes mm-hmm. and we have them in the bag classes. So, I mean, you're right next to somebody who has 14 fights. Mm-hmm. You might be partners with them. Mm-hmm. and. I mean, it's not like a clicky thing where only the fighters train together and all the right. new people train together. Yeah. You're intermingled with all these people, and you might be their partner, and mm-hmm. they might be holding pads, and, like, you're learning right from a fighter. Like, yeah. hey, do this this way, or, like, mm-hmm. it's okay, don't worry. Like, I still – I mean, and then people hold pads for us, and we mess up, and we're yeah. like, yep, yeah. I still mess up all the time. Like, yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, for sure. So if people want to come and get started, what is what does that route look like? Where do, they, where do they go? Where are you guys? Um, what should they bring? What should they wear? All that kind of stuff. 
We are at 1856 Belgrade Avenue, Suite C2. Um, bring a water bottle, <laughs> maybe a towel. Mm -hmm. Wear workout clothes um, and come ready to have fun. And Usually what? arrive, I would say arrive 10 to 15 minutes before class. A good class I would suggest yeah. for beginners would be any of the six o'clock classes. Um, Monday through Friday. Okay. So Mondays and Fridays are boxing. So if you're just interested in boxing, come to those. If you're interested in Muay Thai, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday at 6. And again, show up about 10 to 15 minutes before so that you can meet um, the owner, Jeff, and you, he can kind of get your hands wrapped and teach you a little bit about technique and explain, you know, how class will work. No experience necessary? No. No experience There's necessary. Nope. If you go to the website, if you just Google it and go there, um, the schedule's on there. Okay. If you're not interested in hitting people or getting hit or doing pads quite mm -hmm. yet, we do have the bag classes, which are you hitting a bag, yeah. and then we do a workout at the end with maybe some dumbbells or kettlebells or something. Yeah. So if that's more your speed, um, we have a bunch of those, yeah. at least one of those every day. Cool. Um, same thing, come a little yeah. early, but there you can really learn techni technique yeah. also. I'm going to um, link all this in the comments, too, but so people can see it. really, the first, the most important step is just show up. Yep. Exactly. I, if we had a dime for every time somebody said, oh, I want to come try. I'm going to come do that. Like, we could quit our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. people, like, you, anybody is welcome. Come try a free week, but you got to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yep. make you show up. Yeah, for sure. Also, Show us you're serious. If any of you out there have any kids, um, I'm doing a kids camp August 3rd through 7th. So swing by the gym and get some details. But I would love to get kids started as early as they can in martial yeah. arts. I wish that I did. So awesome. I wish I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I think kids have so much to learn from something like this too. Oh, yeah. For awesome. sure. Cool. Well, thank you all for doing this a second time. Sure. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah.